So, I don't know if I'm going to be able to be comfortable this way, but we're going to give it a shot. Okay. Why wouldn't Let's you be go. comfortable? Um, just the position of myself. Can you move? I'll move later on. It's okay. fine. Um, why don't you give a three, two, one, and then record. Three, two, one. Boom. We're recording. We're recording. Son of a <laughs> well, we can't say um, we're live anymore. Cause I, was just, I was actually going to say live from Studio Battle. You're listening to the Let's Be Realistic podcast. Yeah. Um, we got called out from a friend about always saying, are we live? Uh, former friend. Oops. <laughs> guess he's so just a listener now. We're trying to spice it up. That's right. So here we are. Welcome. Hello. Yeah, welcome to Let's Be Realistic Podcast. My name is Patrick. Next to my co-host. Nicole. And lover. Oh, I hate that word. I hate it so much. I know you do. Um, so today, I don't have a story because we've collabed. Um, collabed? Remember sure. Remember your dad said, is that what the kids are saying now? About what? Collab. Oh, when we'll, we said collab? Yeah, we'll do a collab. He goes, is that what the kids are saying nowadays? Well. <laughs> 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 but he was serious. Yeah. Um. I was like, one, I don't know. I'm 31. <laughs> I'm, old as, <laughs> I'm old as shit. I don't know. Um, so I looked up a story initially. Well, I don't know. It's, it's a pretty popular psychological experiment. But I looked it up because I... I know of it, but I didn't really know the details. And then they kept referencing another psychological experiment. And I was like, huh, well, that one's actually more interesting than the first. So I think we'll cover both. Okay. And then you can just tell me what you know about it. You can you can jump in if you have some jokes. Um, I'll just give, I'll just be the uh, the color analyst. And, okay. you know, maybe we should, maybe we should spit on it a little bit before we just go right to it. Just like let them know who we are. We're the Let's Be Realistic Podcast. Ew, spit Check us on out. It. LBRpodcast.com. I don't like all that. things podcasting. Some oh. new artwork up there, which is fun. It's not even on the website because I'm the worst. On the social media, our fun <laughs> our artwork very cool is updated. You know, I feel like in my head, I'd be able to like keep up with this stuff a lot more. I I can't. If anyone wants to be our intern for free, hit us up for real. Well, no, um, the the same listener. Uh, that they we lovingly refer to as a former friend because he called us out. Um, said, he goes, did you guys did you guys say you're going to go weekly and then immediately realize how much work it is? Yes, correct. Yep. That's oh correct. yeah. So yeah, that's yeah. Here, this is a good time for an apology. Sorry guys for thinking that we'd be able to handle a weekly podcast. We can't. We for sure cannot. Our lives are way too busy. And I don't know why we decided to do that. I think we just got excited in the moment. So sorry guys. I hope you're still here listening. Just sorry. I get excited all th- in the moment all the time Oops. and it and just ends up with a mess. Oh, Patrick Allen. Why is this happening? That, what? I didn't mean it like that. Don't be sure. gross. Yeah. So anyways, uh, check out Let's Be Realistic podcast at the LBR podcast. There it is. Did you, see how, did you see what happened <laughs> yeah, there? Yeah, I see what you did <laughs> yeah, there. That's right. Um, and yeah, subscribe, click, rate. Click. Love us. Yeah, on iTunes, uh, Apple Podcasts, we could use all of the reviews that we can get. For sure. Okay, so the first thing that I looked up was the Stanford Prison Experiment. I think everybody knows of it. 
but not really like the details. And it's pretty fascinating. So we're going to talk about that first. Okay. I. What do you know of it? I. What I know is it's like a. It was like a study to. Um, well, the study studied, examined. <laughs> it was a study that examined, uh, like, basically like power dynamic, like control, like if you are put in a position of power, like are were it's the people like, in the positions of power, are they like there for a reason or can you just basically take some, you know, somebody who's like not a power hungry person and give them authority and then basically observe what does they do. Does it change them? Yeah, does it change so them? So I think it was sort of like, does power corrupt kind of? And I think that's what they saw. Because does power corrupt? Absolutely. Oh. Oh my. So, okay, before I forget, I want to um, shout out my sources. Um, there were two YouTube videos that I used, which were very helpful. One called The Untold Truth of the Stanford Prison Experiment, and the other one called The Stanford Prison Experiment. And then also Wikipedia for both of these topics, obviously. Thanks, Wikipedia. Your sources? I mean, what? Your sources? My sources. I don't say sources. I, I say, say sources. sources. Okay, so, yeah. Basically, um, Dr. Sim. Dr. Zimbardo is a psychologist who was running this experiment. They used the basement of the psychology department in um, Stanford University. And it was in 1971, I believe. Yes, August of 1971. So basically, he put an ad in the newspaper seeking volunteers um, to come and be either a prisoner or a guard. They wanted to set up like a mock prison and then observe the behavior of these people kind of to determine like what power does to people and how well, they wanted to see how they would handle this. What do we know about Dr. Zimbabwe? Okay. Zimbardo. Zimbardo. What Not do we know about Dr. Zimbardo? Not a lot. Okay. He had some interesting facial hair. Okay. And glasses. Um, was he good with the ladies? Um, he has a girlfriend at this time whom he married later on. So. Oh, is this the one? This is the one you told me about? Yeah. Oh, gosh. Okay. We're, we're going right. to get there. Yeah. Sorry, I'm derailing this. Yeah, why do you need to know about Dr. Zimbardo? I just want to know. Okay, well, I anyway. know what kind of guy he is. So he was the one running this. He ended up playing the part of, like, the warden, basically. Mm, warden. Okay. Um, okay, but in the ad in the paper, it said you'd be paid $15 a day, which is roughly $93 a day now, which isn't horrible, but isn't, like, a lot of money. It's not great. Like, you'd make more money working a normal job, obviously. But this is just, like, you a volunteer thing. You would actually make thing. more money being a prisoner. No, I'm kidding. That's probably not true. <laughs> That's not true. So, um, people were selected for this experiment. I think they all had to take, like, a questionnaire just so that they'd know, like, their mental background and, like, their preferences and stuff. However... I'm like I would really love to know what questions were on that questionnaire why you know because I mean that I think that is like fascinating where people are reading this they're like this is going to be great uh (laughs) man $15 a day I'm going to buy a new I'm going to buy a new cassette player for my oops my car record player a record player for Um, my car okay so they didn't know when they signed up or when they volunteered whether they would be a prisoner or a guard and that was actually decided by a coin flip so anybody could have been anything they didn't base their choices of what who was assigned what on their answers to the questionnaire i think they just wanted to know that they had like pretty normal stable people in the experiment and then it could go either way you might be a guard you might be a prisoner no one knew and the people who were prisoners 
actually got arrested and like booked and fingerprinted and everything and like they were given a uniform with a number on it they put like chains around one of their ankles just so they would like feel like they were a prisoner and they really went through the whole like booking and arrest process which is kind of I mean it seems like a lot of effort to go through but they really wanted it to be realistic I mean having been through it oops in my <laughs> in my wilder days yeah it's a lot of work yeah it seems like a lot of work it's a lot of work it's a very it's like a very formal very um authoritarian situation I mean like you're basically a ward of the state and it's a weird feeling did it um get easier after the first time were they like oh yeah we know you we don't have to do all this again um no i think actually being so okay the difference between i guess there's a difference between being like booked and then just getting arrested um because if you're so you don't always get booked they might just let you go right and and sometimes they like they'll just like you, they take your fingerprints you know and then you and go into it. a system but you're not really like and you may go in like a drunk tank which is drunk where tank. i went Oops. the old the old was DT. it always an alcohol related offense it was wasn't oh. it yeah yeah Patrick. alcohol was always involved that is correct Oy vey. well what do you, i mean come on okay so the 24 people who they picked for this experiment were considered the most normal or healthy based on the answers to their questionnaire so they just wanted like stable people who didn't seem like they were going to bring some sort of outside bias into the they should experiment. do a where are they now um one of the guys was in this video that i watched one of the guards um he's he seems fine i guess but anyway because yeah, he was one of the guards he was like the guard like the crazy one Oh, okay. And then now he's like in a video. <laughs> yeah. He's like, oh yeah, you know, just like living my glory days. Like, no. So this was the guy who, you know, he's like, oh, didn't do well in high school. Gonna make up for it now. Ironically, like other prison guards. Okay. That's rude. Are you done? Yeah, I guess. Okay. So they had 24 people in this experiment. Only 18 were really supposed to be like, the ones involved. It was supposed to be nine and nine, but they had three alternates for each and they really ended up needing the alternates for the prisoners because they got so bananas. So the prisoners, like I said, were given a uniform and a number and the guards were only to refer to them by their number, not their name. So they had to go by whatever number was on their prisoner. One, two, three, yeah, four, yeah, five. Exactly. Um, and then the guards were given like tan khaki colored uniforms, pants and shirts and um, aviators. And aviators, yes. For real? Yes, mirrored sunglasses. Oh my gosh. So you couldn't see They were wearing those in the basement? Yeah, so you couldn't see their eyes. You could never see their eyes. Okay, that's psychotic. That's not even like... Well, that's what they did. This is a very controversial experiment. Like, and it's not... I'm aware, but I mean like... And this is not like scientifically sound by any means. Clearly. I'm just telling you because it's interesting. All right, yeah. Yeah, I, I guess I'm just so shocked by that. I was trying to make a funny and then... No, they really had sunglasses. Like, yeah, nope. They were issued uh, yes. mirrored aviators. Like, oh my gosh, that Correct. is psychotic. Correct. Okay, so prisoners arrested, handcuffed, booked, fingerprinted, stripped, dressed in gowns with no underwear. They put them basically in like hospital gown type situations. Okay, also not at all. 
They had numbers which replaced their names, and the chain was locked around one of their ankles, like I mentioned. In the cell. So they had a chain and a cell. Yeah, but the chain wasn't attached to anything. That was just like a mental thing. So the chain was just like around their ankles so that they would be constantly reminded that they were prisoners. But so they like weren't a, chained like a, to anything. Like a house arrest kind of, yeah. ankle thing. 1971 house arrest. Okay. 1971 Stanford style house arrest. So then they turned all these rooms in the basement into cells. Mm-hmm. Um, and they had like cots and stuff in their rooms. Um, I can't remember how many prisoners were in each room. I guess it's not super important. So not knowing how this was all going to go, like these are all people who knew that their assignment was random, right? So like there's nothing different about the guards than there are about the prisoners. They're all from the same 24 sure. standard people. And so I think it... At, first it was awkward and like the prisoners would like laugh when guards gave them orders and stuff like you would like college students college age males who are in this situation and guards are like yelling at you to do something like what who are you so it was awkward at first and the prisoners immediately challenged the authority of the guards because obviously and then from then on like they so okay let me back up Zimbardo and the other psychologists who were in charge of this experiment gave them the direction to basically like be hard on the prisoners like they didn't have they didn't have a ton of direction but it was basically like you should demean them like that's the whole point of this to see like how those dynamics go but they were pretty hands-off throughout the whole thing so like all of the things that unfolded were as a result of the guards decisions which they they like did not try to take away any variables. They just throw in all of these variables. Like if you're in a, if you're a real prison guard working without like ambient light, you're not going to wear mirrored sunglasses. No, but it was supposed to be so you couldn't see their eyes and it was supposed to make right, you. But that's also like something that's, that's, that's something that is not. Not realistic. Yeah. It's. Oh, 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 oh. oh by the way, check out LBRpodcast.com. Oh. What's up? Um, yeah but i mean no that's really that's actually not realistic that's not yeah that's well none of this is realistic so wait what a shocker a bunch of uh, a college psychologist um a bunch of college students totally muck up something that they have no idea what they're doing shocker anyway i am just being realistic man happens all the time so right off the bat, the guards had to decide how they're going to combat the prisoners' um, disrespect for their authority. Um, on the second day, the prisoners barricaded themselves in their cells with their beds and took off their numbers and started like cursing the guards and not listening to anything they were doing. Um, and it happened pretty quickly that the guards started thinking of the prisoners as dangerous, which is interesting because that was just like a they elected to shift their minds like that because they knew that they were all selected randomly and they knew that they, no one had actually done anything to deserve to be in this fake prison. Like this was just a volunteer effort and decided by a coin toss. Um, the guards started using fire extinguishers to force the prisoners away from the cell door. So they would like spray fire extinguishers through the doors to get them to back up. Wow. Yeah. It got crazy. Um, question. Mm-hmm. So you said day two. Yeah. What were they being fed? Do you know? Is there any indication that they were being 
Oh, they were fed being fed. Yeah, they were being fed. All? I don't know what though. Probably bread or some bread and water. Because it is interesting, and I think that I think that a lot of credence is given to like the the immediate switch of the guards. Mm-hmm. But day two, prisoners are just barricading everything and taking off their. No, I mean, like, well, I think the guards started to be like pretty harsh quickly, and the prisoners were like, "No, man, like, I have whatever class with you, you know, like, why am I going to respect your authority?" Okay, so it's interesting because it's really hard to play that, you know. Well, this guy, this one guy that was in the video, is the one who kind of like led the charge in that. He's like, "I just decided I was going to be as harsh as possible, and no one stopped me," and I think they just all kind of followed suit. And so this whole, this experiment also poses the question of like, is this person, this type of person already like this? Like, is he already a sadist or is he just like, no, I just want to do what I want and no one's going to stop me. Like, is, was that already part of his personality or did that come out because of the experiment? Well, the shame, it, it, the shame of it is that they use this example, like this one example in life uh, or this one dynamic prison guard prisoner to try to find out something that's like very very like not intrinsic but like like deep deep rooted i mean is this person a sadist well and it's more complicated than that but i think it's interesting because i know that prison shows aren't necessarily accurate but like that that's a stereotype for a reason like guards often get super power hungry in these situations like you have to make a choice pretty quickly if you're a prison guard, how you're going to treat the prisoners who could actually be dangerous. Right. Which is which is kind of ridiculous because people in prison I mean it's it's prison. You're locked up by the state for a reason. And like outside of, you know, nonviolent drug offenses, I mean, that's you're in prison. Like it you know, it, it you're not in a great situation you're surrounded by people who are want harm want to harm you and want nothing good exactly. to happen to you so i mean if the if the experiment was how to be a good prison guard no it, it wasn't that but i mean i don't know i think they should have i think they should have started there instead of i think they sh- should have tried to like make a good situation and see who goes bad versus like hey do whatever yeah do no, whatever. none of this was very controlled and that's why no one uses it as like real evidence of anything and that's why it was so controversial right okay so anyway they started using fire extinguishers to force prisoners away from the cell doors they pulled them out of their cells stripped them naked and like humiliation on a daily basis began at this point um they removed their cots so they forced them to sleep on the ground they had no beds um the at one point, they wouldn't allow them to eat or brush their teeth. Um, they also forced the people who kind of organized the rebellion where they locked themselves in their rooms um, into solitary confinement. And solitary confinement was just like a closet. And you couldn't sit down comfortably. You could squat or you could stand in the closet. And it was completely dark. Um, were they able to leave? No, not solitary confinement. I'm sure not. No, I mean, were they able to leave? Were they able to say, um, like, I'm done with this? I th- I'm done with this experiment. I'm done. I think so. So okay, so Douglas Corpy, um, number eighty six twelve, was the first prisoner to be re- released from this experiment because he had like a mental breakdown, pretty quickly. Um, 
So I know that they let prisoners leave, but I don't know if something like that had to happen first. I would think because it's volunteer. I think because it's volunteer, you would have to let them leave if they requested to leave. Okay, so prisoners were also forced to clean toilets using their bare hands, and at one point, um, they weren't even allowed to use the toilets at all anymore. They would just give them a bucket in their cells, like which is so extreme. Right. That's like concentration camp. Yeah. What? Yeah. No, that's that's bizarre. So Dave Eshelman is the guard that I was referring to, the one that kind of like was the ringleader and took everything to a pretty messed up level. Um, He said he decided to see how far he could push the aggressive guard act. Um, People started playing along with it quickly and it escalated daily. Um, He said nobody was telling him to stop. His nickname was John Wayne and he sometimes spoke with a Southern accent in the prison. Is there any information on, on old John Wayne? Sounds more like John Wayne. Um, I mean, I'm sure there is. We don't really have time to go into it, but Um, I don't think there was anything crazy about him. I mean, based on his questionnaire answers, he wasn't like how did he off his rocker? Did he seem like he uh, seemed fine? Did he seem arrogant? Maybe a little, but not crazy. He didn't seem like super questionable. Because I think there is um, there is something to be said about pushing the boundaries you know like people who get on like somebody who gets on a dirt bike and tries to do a backflip it's not a sadist but like they're pushing boundaries that are like unknown at all and they could get seriously injured like or you know not injure somebody else maybe but i don't know it just seems like that in and of itself isn't that crazy he was like yeah, John Wayne, he just kept pushing the boundaries. Always had an erection. I don't oh, know. It was very weird. Yeah, well, no, I mean, no you know. but it wasn't like that. Yeah, okay. It was like, I just, this is what I decided I'm going to do. No one has stopped me, so. Okay. But then everyone kind of jumped on board, and it was clearly getting bad. Right. Like, unnecessarily sheep. humiliating. Huh? Sheep. The other sheep. The prison guards. Oh. Okay, so after that first um, prisoner was released because of a mental breakdown, um, they started happening more regularly because the humiliation was getting worse and worse. Um, Eventually, five prisoners had to be released because of the treatment. Um, So leaving four. Well, I think they probably put the alternates in because, remember, they had three alternates. Like, hey, guys, give them a a phone call. Hey, Hey. you ready to make $15 a day? (laughs) They just show up and you get arrested on your way to the doctor's office or something. Oh, my gosh. Can you imagine? Um, And the psychologists were actually pretty alarmed by the mental breakdowns that were happening. They didn't anticipate that kind of reaction. And it was, like, kind of shocking to them, I guess. But, like, you see what's happening down there. They took America's, like, most normal people and then threw them into... The weirdest situation ever. Concentration camp without basically murdering people with no rules with no rules and they were like well i don't understand man this is happening so quickly so very weird the prisoners had to stay there all the time right like they're prisoners so they slept there and they were there for these six days straight but the guards could leave once their shifts were over so like they could tag in and go home and then come back the next day uh were there any fights between guards and prisoners i'm sure I didn't see anything specifically about that. And I feel like the other 
major events are all pretty consistently outlined in all the sources that I found, but I wouldn't be surprised. So the whole experiment was supposed to be two weeks long. Like they wanted to keep this up for two weeks. And since the guards were given such like almost absolute authority here, I think things spiraled out of control a whole lot faster than they anticipated. Um, It must've been on day five or six. um, Zimbardo's girlfriend visited the jail with him and he was like hey like look at the experiment we're doing and she was um a psychology grad student and she walked in on the prisoners chained to each other in a line with paper bags over their heads <laughs> going to do some i don't even know what they were going to do he's like babe check us out i'm like really getting somewhere like basically we're about ready to like, have look, a breakthrough like look how interesting this is and she was like she was appalled she was like i do you do you see what's happening yeah. here? Every mother thinks her own baby's beautiful, you know. Like, oh, this experiment's really gonna this like, it, it's it's gonna do something for people. It's gonna change the world. <laughs> and she's like, Sorry, what, what the hell? <laughs> <laughs> what is happening? Like, dude, I seriously don't even know you. Like, yeah, this she, is, this she is said wild. that. No, she was like, I, you need to stop this. And he's like, no, no, no. Like, it's fine. Everything's going as we, as we planned and she's like i don't even know you anymore you have to shut this down or like i don't even want to be around you anymore and he so then he was like okay i guess i have to because <laughs> i have to shut this down he's like you know what i like more than this experiment being in a relationship okay well good save i guess they know our listeners know so there have been other experiments like the stanford prison experiment and they have never gotten results as violent so I wonder like what their instructions really were. And obviously other experiments probably had more controlled parameters because there weren't like any, you know, control units. There wasn't like everything was just the Wild West. Like do whatever you want. Let's see what happens. And, and who was like mirrored glasses? Let's let's you know what? Know. Let's just throw this whole like wrench into the gears and just throw in mirrored glasses. Because it's one thing to say like, oh, you know, are these people normally like this? And then, but don't let them see your eyes, which is totally weird. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's something that's not like normal. Yeah. I mean, that's not an evolutionary trait, you know? Oh oh, yeah. I just throw on some mirrored glasses. Been doing it since they were foraging. So obviously this experiment gets a lot of flack and it's super controversial. Um, And this was a quote from... Zimbardo he said from the beginning I've always said it's a demonstration the only thing that makes it an experiment is the random assignment to prisoners and guards that's the independent variable there is no control group there's no comparison group so it doesn't fit the standards of what it means to be an experiment it's a very powerful demonstration of a psychological phenomenon and it has had relevance so Uh, basically like yeah I know it's not an experiment right (laughs) false Zimbardo you basically are like um actually it's uh actually it's not an experiment it's a uh it's demonstration. a demonstration like okay so you know you messed up you know that what you were trying to study air quotes and figure out and like you were what, why, so what were you doing you were you were just gonna like hey power corrupts duh like yeah like you yes Oh my gosh, groundbreaking. Good thing we didn't have Zimbardo, or, you know, good thing we had Zimbardo in 1971. Otherwise, we would have never known that power corrupts. So it's basically like, here's this interesting thing that happened, the Stanford prison experiment. Not like, this tells us something about or like, people's minds. Here's this interesting thing that happens all the time and everyone right. knows it. So we did an experiment. Oh, sorry. So we did a, a demonstration. A demonstration. The Stanford prison guard demonstration. 
So Gosh. he said, Zimbardo said in one what of the videos jerk. I watched, he was like, after I did this Milgram of the Milgram experiment, which is the next thing we're going to talk about. He said Milgram reached out to him and was like, thank you for doing this. This takes some of the heat off of me. <laughs> like, I'm so glad you did this because now this is more controversial. He's like, bro, I got you. <laughs> so that's a very brief synopsis of the Stanford prison experiment, but uh -huh. it's a lot more than I initially knew. I like, I think we all learned about it in whatever psychology 101 we all took, but I never knew the details. I don't think. And it's bizarre. It is certainly bizarre, to say the least. Um, I mean, somebody who's I, like I'm not a scientist, you know. I know how to. F I guess I know how to form a hypothesis and then test it. Like, but that doesn't make me a scientist. Like, to go to to get to that point in your career, and then just to phone it in, and have just so many loose ends, and be like, well, for science, <laughs> <laughs> you know, like I don't know. Seems kind of bizarre. It was a long time ago, though. Yeah, 1971. Stanford. Way to go, Stanford. Okay, Jerks. so the Milgram experiment. This one was in 1962. So this is actually nine years before the Stanford experiment. And this was at Yale University. Oh, right. So this is the one that No parody in the Ivy Leagues, am I right? That kept being referenced in the Stanford research. And I didn't know much about the Milgram experiment. I had heard about it, and I think I did learn a little bit about it. But this one is so much more interesting to me than the Stanford one. And this one was actually far more controlled than the Stanford experiment. So the objective was to study how, well, no, let me back up. They told the participants that the objective of the study was to observe how learning is affected by punishment. So. Okay, so that have they not heard of B.F. Skinner? What? Because, what? B.F. Skinner, the one who like basically um, not, it's not fact, but it's like determined that um, positive reinforcement gets more results than punishment. negative reinforcement. Reinforcement, like I mean that, and that's widely known. Like I'm not a psych major, and I don't know. Was Skinner. that widely known in 1962? <sighs> I don't know. I don't know. Okay. I'll have to look. I'll have to. I'll have to research my BF Skinner. But okay. I thought he was. I thought he was earlier. I thought he was like in the 30s. Well, it doesn't matter. That's not really what the study was about. That's just what they told the participants. So mm -hmm. they would have mm -hmm. two people come in. They'd say one of you is going to be a teacher and one of you is going to be a learner. And the objective is to see how punishment affects learning and how you're able to learn. So they'd have two men come in, and they'd be they could be of totally different like socioeconomic backgrounds. They had like pretty blue collar people and they had very wealthy people come in. So it wasn't like they picked one. I mean, I guess they were all men, but no like other parameters besides that. Um, so they had a wide variety of subjects um, and they would both, I don't, I don't know if they were both. No. I don't know if the teacher was led to believe that their assignments, either teacher or learner, were random because this really was rigged. Like this was very controlled as far as experiments go. So as far as I know, the teacher was led to believe that either of them could have been the teacher and the learner and that's just how it ended up. However, okay. in real life, the learner was in cahoots with this whole thing. Oh, they, I'm pretty sure. They picked, they picked them. Oh right right right. So so basically, um, so instead of saying instead of having two or two variables, 
i.e. the prisoner and the prison guard right they they just like they actually they have a control one, group because like, you're supposed to which obviously like hey we're i mean which that's going to give you way better results like Correct. we're going to actually studyable results right instead of like i don't know i don't know this it, is just a demonstration you know, or like does someone's like instant rebellion make people pissed off and go to crazy lengths because you know what god i think it would so they hook the learner up to like an electrode machine mm-hmm. and in the video i was watching it was kind of like documentary style um they had the teacher come in and watch the guy get set up with the electrodes and everything so he knows what kind of situation the learner is in through this whole experiment okay and in um the video the learner sits down and he's like okay like ready to go he's all hooked up and the guy's like do you have any concerns and he's like well i mean my doctor told me i have like like a subtle heart issue but like like is that going to be a problem and the experiment what what would i call him the experimenter guy experimentee <laughs> no no right right no experimentee is the one getting experimented right. experimentor. the experimenter so the experimenter is like that's not factual no i know okay i just don't know what else right to call i was him. just making it funny what do i call him then the experimenter okay well then don't give me crap for calling him that no i'm anyway i love you he says I mean, it's going to hurt, but, like, it's not dangerous. It's not going to hurt your heart. And so the learner's like, okay. So then the teacher goes and gets set up. He has this whole machine with um, switches um, for different shock volts that are going to go to the learner. And the teacher also has a bunch of ordered pairs of words. So, like, girl, blue, dog, cat, like a bunch of pairs like that. And so he's going to tell all of these ordered pairs to the learner, I think just one time, run through them, and then he's going to say the first word of the ordered pair, and the learner has to say the second word back correctly. And if he says it wrong, the teacher is supposed to administer a shock to him from this machine. And they're in separate rooms. They can't see each other. So you're disconnected from this person that you're shocking when they get an answer wrong. And you're supposed to say wrong and then tell them how much voltage you're going to shock them with and shock them and then tell them the right ordered pair. So was there any simulation like um, boy, girl, cat, dog? I don't think it was. I don't think they were easy like like that. that? No, I don't think so. I think they were kind of random. random. I think so. So it wasn't going to be super easy to memorize. Especially just going through it once. And each time they got an answer wrong, the voltage goes up. So you start, I think, at like 15 volts or something. Um, Did the participants know if the study was to... I mean, were they told something that was like a half-truth? Like, oh yeah, this study is to... um, Observe... I told you, it was to observe the effect of punishment on learning. That's right. what they told them. But it really wasn't about that. It's more like to see how far someone will go, even against their own morality, if they're just obeying orders. They okay. kind of wanted to study the effect of like the Third Reich and like were could all of the people in the Third Reich be considered um what's the word? If you're uh, an ex- like an accessory yeah to murder. Were they war, or were, were they, they war criminals? Or were they just following right. or, orders? Or was the 
we were just following orders because and i don't i don't remember when nuremberg took place when the nuremberg trials took place i assume it was immediately after because i know that um let's see gabbles was i uh, no, gabble gehring was hung gabbles committed suicide i don't remember um but yeah i mean i guess when you start going down the line i think that was 45 and then it said 61 62 62 so uh what 15 years 16 years i don't know i mean that's not very long but they wanted to study like this was a crazy thing that happened in the world they wanted to know like could could all people go to these links like right can anyone be corrupted like this yeah no that's that's good for the world at large to like come together and say hey mm-hmm. <laughs> let's look at this. this thing happened right and we need to know could this be yeah what are could the this red easily happen again what are the red flags if this happens again so if the um, teacher gives the first word of the ordered pair and the learner answers it correctly all they do is say correct and move on to the next one if the learner gets it wrong, the teacher says wrong. The number of volts he's gonna get, sh- he's gonna shock him with, and then shock him, and then tell him the right answer. And the objective was for the learner to get all of the ordered pairs correct. Did but anyone do it? I don't think so, hmm. because it's like almost impossible, and especially under these conditions. But many of these people administering the shocks would go really high on the voltage scale before becoming like uncomfortable or like putting their foot down so they start at 15 volts and they go all the way up to like 450 volts which would be like deadly yeah like this you can't do that to a human but they don't know this right just they think they're they're not electrical engineers they're not like well how many ohms is it like what is the yeah, like what is the voltage because the voltage yeah, voltage is only one thing there's like uh like voltage is the water going through the pipe ohms is the size of the pipe i and don't like, know what you're talking about yeah so like so there's when you when you talk about the the movement of electricity or energy in like that form you have to observe like multiple factors you can't just say well yeah there's there's a ton of volts but like it's going through like a small pipe it's like okay well this it's like how many getting hit by you know eight thousand gallons of water coming out of like a sprinkler head it's not that big of a deal right you know i don't know just throwing that out there so they would start really low and keep going up as they got answers wrong and then they based on this experiment and how it's actually rigged the learner is going to just keeps getting answers wrong and they have to keep escalating the voltage and keep shocking them with higher and higher voltage. And then the experimenter is just observing how the teacher handles this. Do they keep going because that's the way the experiment's supposed to go or do they stop because they can hear audible complaints from the learner. So at this point they're playing a recording of the learner like yelling in pain or like saying stop stop like i told you i have a heart condition like i don't want to do this anymore you have to stop the experiment like really bad like if you don't know what's going on you really think you're hurting this person really badly and so they showed clips of like some of the men being like i'm not going to go any farther like i'm not going to keep shocking him he says he wants to stop and the experimenter was just like no you have to keep going that's that's the experiment you have to keep going till it's done he has to remember all of the ordered pairs and so i think after enough like objection they would let 
the experiment stop. And then at the end, they made sure to have the learner come out and be like, no, he, you weren't actually shocking me. Like, I'm good. I promise I'm okay. So they all left on like good terms after the fact, but they wanted to observe how the teacher was going to react when he could hear the pain of the other person. And it was, they were really surprised at how many people would continue to shock at basically fatal voltage because that's what they were told. Fascinating. Isn't that scary? Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I think that, I think it's hard because there's a phenomenon where like, if you know you're being observed, you like, if somebody's like, oh, yep, we're observing you, just act normal. That Like you can't act normal. You can never act normal if you know you're being observed. If, if the objective is for you to act normal under observation, you can't do it. You but, physically can't do but it. But I think you do act a little more normal when something like that, that you weren't expecting to be part of the experiment happens. Well, I think that, the, but my, the point to that is, is that the overarching theme is that somebody else is in control. Right. And yeah, I can push the limit. I'm, I'm really questioning it, but certainly Yale is not going to use Let this me to, kill to somebody. electrocute somebody because of of, a, of an experiment, sure. right? Like maybe. I mean, you would have to like, I don't know. It's it's this like uh, it's this like social contract that we all sign that, well, you know this this governing body is like but it's is also, putting this thing on and, sure, and they're not going to let somebody die. It's also your own morality, though. Like that's maybe that's but there's not a your difference, call. But there's a difference between I mean because is it immoral? to is it immoral to experiment when you when if you truly know if you're causing someone else pain yes and they're no, asking i don't think for it's, you i don't think stop? it's in, i don't think it's inherently immoral to cause somebody else pain if both parties agree and he's clearly not agreeing he's saying stop he's asking for the experiment to stop right right that's but, the whole thing that's the whole premise of this i don't know i mean I, I get I, well. I'm now to just the, the 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 back end of this is I'm putting a lot of faith in you know how much was explained and and it this, wasn't again explained. like the social contract the social contract that these people are signing like yes I agree to you know even if I even if I say stop like you're gonna keep going uh, so I don't, I don't think I don't that know. was discussed I don't know it, the only person saying keep going even if they object is the experimenter it's never the learner saying yes please continue to shock me even if i tell you not to that was never an agreement between the teacher and the learner that you know of yeah but they would have outlined that i mean yeah so anyway in the first set of experiments 65 percent of the teachers administered the final 450 volt shock 26 out of 40 participants isn't that crazy okay well so okay there you go so more than half mm-hmm. went all the way all the way do you still think it's immoral i think it's yeah i think if you can hear the objection of the person you're shocking and you continue to do it that's not great and it said all of them all of the participants did at least 300 volts i mean i think back to like i think back uh, to to things i've read about you know the civil war Okay, where like several soldiers were, um, you know, had limbs sawed off while they were conscious 
without anesthesia. Yeah, because on the that was for that was to help them survive. I know, but okay, like that's very different. No, the difference is that, like it. So okay, they're causing this person pain. Sure, this but, person's yes, saying. Yes, but the objective to is to help them survive past this procedure. There is no objective here that's for the good of the learner. Okay, but who cares if he memorizes ordered pairs? It doesn't matter. Right. But it's, it's not like for the greater it, there's, good. There's still this like, um, oh, I guess what I'm saying is that if, if you're objecting, it doesn't make it immoral. Like, I don't think that some battlefield surgeon always knows, you know, more than you do. Like, there's no, there's, there's sure, no, there, you have no freedom in that situation. situation. That's a very different situation. Okay. But like, why didn't, okay. So the, as, as a member of the military, Okay. That person's combat ineffective, right? So they're never going to come back to the military. No, but they might die if their infected leg yes, takes over their body. At that point, like, if they say no, like, what reason does the army have to say, well, I'm going to do it anyways? Well, and they like, they could probably say no and stop. I'd be fine, too. That's what I'm saying. I don't know. I get, I get what you're saying, but that's a totally different situation because there's like a benefit to doing the painful thing. There's no benefit to remembering these stupid ordered pairs. No, but do they do they think that there's like a? Be- I, don't, I don't I don't know. I guess if you're if you're like doing an experiment at Yale and you're part of this thing, I mean, because it's not like they didn't know they were doing an experiment at Yale, right? No, they know. They and know they're, they're getting they, paid for it, right? So like, I feel like that's like a like an added. I understand. bit of encouragement to keep like to keep going and say well you know like i don't know i mean they know they're an experiment i know i'm an experiment but i think that's exactly what they're trying to find out with how everything escalated during world war ii and oh i'm just doing what they they must know better than i do right like they're the government that's the whole thing that's how this happens yeah yeah i don't know i mean the propaganda that was like used against the jews in germany and in poland in world war ii was just like you know, I mean, that's, uh, are you trying to study if indoctrination works? No. I mean, because that's, that's a different, like, you know, that's like a different um, power move. I mean, indoctrination versus, like, experimentation or just following orders. Like, it wasn't, it's, it's like, if you're just saying, well, were they just following orders? Like, I don't know. I mean, was it easy for them to follow orders? Because for the last, Well, know, there was no indoctrination years? here. No propaganda here. Well, that's no background I'm, of, yes, this is something you should do here. Just I boom. Mean, here's this guy you've never met before. And now you're shocking him other for basically than, no reason. But other than Yale being an Ivy League school, I'm like, well, I mean, this is where the, this is where the best of the, the best comes yeah, out Yeah, but then of. this should be an example of this was a far less indoctrinated situation that presu- produced similar results. Of course, people followed orders when this had been, you know, like hammered into their minds for years before. Well, I guess that's what I'm asking. So are they immoral? Wait, no, 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 no. The question really is, are there fewer moral people? Is is morality, like, is the good side of morality being a moral person on the good end of the spectrum not as common as being immoral, I guess, being moral and immoral? I so, think it's far less common. Okay. I think far fewer people put their foot down than they expected. I wonder if that was the hypothesis. Because then 
I, I think they were surprised by how many people kept going. They think that most people are inherently good, and then they're like, "Well, they're like, well, shit, crap. most people yeah. kind of suck." Yeah, I think that's exactly what happened. Yeah. So I anyway, know. I thought that was like way more interesting than the Stanford experiment. Do you think that you would? Do you think that you would do? What do you think you would do in that situation? I don't know. I I would like to think that I would stop. Yeah. But all over half of them went all the way to the highest voltage. Can you imagine? Yeah. And then like how stupid you must feel after to find out that's like actually a fatal shock. Like you would have just killed a person if you actually did that. Horrifying. Yeah. I don't know. I don't think that. I don't, man, I don't know. I guess I, I, I think that you should feel like if you're going into an experiment that, you know, no matter, no matter what they're testing, you will never feel like this is the real thing. Like killing somebody versus pressing a button, you know, to a, like answer a question. Of order, like, cause you know, if, if you don't know, like, I don't know what 400 volts is could be no that's what i'm saying in retrospect that's what i'm saying like after the fact maybe months later when all of this is published yeah like, but crap but there's no like it's not the same as well line them up and shoot them in the head no because I mean, that's no but a lot of the i'm sure a lot of the orders that the nazis had to do were far removed too yeah but i don't think that there was ever any question of what what was actually what the outcome was going to be you know but if you have a job that's a little bit more removed than working a concentration camp you're not going to think twice about that yeah especially in that political climate that's the that's the that's the question then are are you you know because presumably there were admin people absolutely concentration camps so you're like hey if you're if you're just a pencil pusher i'm just a pencil pusher man i just filed papers like well but you know, yeah. but you were literally working like your day job at a concentration camp. It's like people maybe who wild. do those kinds of jobs at like Monsanto now. Like, you know who you work for, even yeah, if you're you just a pencil pusher. You know, it's the same sort of thing. Hey, put that on the put that on the waves. Come on, man. Monsanto coming after us. Gonna get kicked off of this podcast. <laughs> that's right. Anyway, <laughs> that's all. Hey, thought provoking. Good job. Thank you. Wow. It, we got a little heated there. I know. I'm a little we? angry at you, I think. Are you really? Maybe. It was so funny today. <laughs> you were funny today earlier. Oh. Not as much on this podcast, but earlier today. Well. Really got me in my Sorry. I guess I just wasn't following orders. Was I supposed to just think like you? No. Be a sheep? I just think you're supposed to be funny all the time. Oh. Well, stop provoking. It was. It was good. I'm not really mad at you. I'm just kidding. I was going to say how pretty you looked. Thank you. I actually look like a hobo. Anyway. Huh, what? Thank you for listening, my friends. Yeah. It's good times. LBRpodcast.com. LBRpodcast. I'll try to be better about keeping up with it, but I'm not going to lie to you and say it's going to be up to date every week. It's just not. Because that would be unrealistic. Well, if I had an assistant or if I didn't work, then maybe it would be easier. I'm just sorry. Or if we didn't care about spending time with each other. Yeah, that's true too. Okay. Thanks, guys. Anything else you need to say to wrap up? Love you. (laughs) Bye.